My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 108 of Legally Clueless. Thanks for being part of the podcast fam. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, new episodes go out every single Monday and you can join our online fam on Instagram at Legally Clueless Podcast and on Twitter, just use the hashtag Legally Clueless. Hashtag because it's easier for me to eavesdrop on your tweets that way. <laughs> no shame. However, coming up in this episode is a story by Amos. Listen to this. I ended up inciting my crew. I'm the youngest one, but I have a crew of big boys. You want to teach this teacher a lesson. So we planned. She used to stay with teacher's quarters. So he, he was a drunkard, and this teacher had a septic wound. Even at Kikuja class, there was some sort of smell. We will go home, we dress up, and then we come back to wait for him. We came back, we waited for him near the gate, entrance to the school. So he's coming back. So within a few minutes, he's there coming, staggering. We teach the teacher a lesson with Uri too, but unfortunately she captured one of us. So you beat him? Yeah, we beat him thoroughly. <laughs> Ile serious. So, but the, and that time we have worn these Marvins. There was some, it, there was this Marvin of Manchester, we'll call them Efika. So everybody has a Marvin. So when we were beating the teacher, one of our friends disclosed uh. himself. So she, we, he realized. His story is going to be coming up a little later in the episode and I'll tell you more about it later. But I really hope that you're taking care of yourself and that you are hmm, persevering <laughs> through this weird pandemic. So gee, I don't know what wave your country is on, but we are apparently, we being Kenya, are on or in the third wave. So I go through moments of knowing exactly what I need to do to be safe and then moments where I'm like is it even enough you know <laughs> like how can I do all of these things and still manage to get work done anyway another thing I want to share though depending on when you're going to listen to this and I really hope I don't chicken out of doing this is on the 9th of April we launch the Legally Clueless video series. So similar to the 100th episode special, different storytellers will be sharing their stories in front of the camera. And so <laughs> I'm really trying not to chicken out of it. We've already shot a couple of episodes, which went swimmingly well. Right now we're in post, so editing is happening and all of that. And Friday, the first episode should go out if your girl here does not chicken out and talk herself out of it, which I just hope I do not. <laughs> so the video episodes will go up on YouTube. There is a special new Legally Clueless YouTube page, which I will put a link to in the description of this episode. And why I'm going to do that is because I've procrastinated even opening that YouTube channel because I'm like, once I do that, it means it's real, it's happening. So I'm going to have to do it because I have to put a link <laughs> to that page in the description of this episode. So they'll go out on YouTube, they'll go out on Instagram and on Facebook. It's such a huge new development and a huge new step for the podcast. So first, I'm very thankful because this would not be possible without your support, you being part of the tribe and listening every week. Secondly, I'm excited, but you know, as excitement comes like nerves and just wondering, will I managed to be as consistent but a good friend of mine keeps telling me why do you focus on worrying about those things why not put the energy <laughs> 
into actually ensuring that you're consistent, into enjoying the process. So I'm going to do that. April 9th, episode one goes out. I will try very hard not to talk myself out of doing it. Head over to the YouTube page subscribe, turn on the notifications so that when that first episode goes out, you don't miss it. Oh my God, that's such a huge step. <laughs> I'm so excited. Ah! Oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to my week. Oh yes, the one thing I wanted to share that I'm trying to navigate is as a soul entrepreneur, one of the things that I find hard to navigate is like giving myself space as a human being to navigate the feelings I'm going through, be it, well, in this situation, like grief, feelings around my mom and still getting work done. I don't know if I've shared this before, like I really hate that work still demands that you do work even on the days that you're not 100% able to. And especially when you are running things by yourself, there's no one else to delegate to. So for example, this past week, somebody reached out to me and they wanted like a proposal on some particular thing. And I think I responded, like I, I had set a deadline to send that to them, let's say on Thursday. And I just couldn't, I can't explain it to you. I just was so overwhelmed with certain thoughts, so overwhelmed with like navigating my feelings that I did not have the energy to get up, turn on my laptop and send this thing or like work on the document and send it. So I sent it like two days later than I said I would. And I felt really bad about that. But... My body just was not hearing. <laughs> it wasn't listening. It was, ugh. And so there is a reality of wanting your body to just feel and allow it to feel whatever emotions it's going through. But then there's also the reality of, hey, sis, you're running a business. <laughs> so you have to do certain things at a certain time for things to run efficiently. That is, is weird or hard. And then when you do fail and miss out on a deadline, how do you treat yourself kindly? Because the words that I use on myself when I miss those deadlines is even quite shocking. <laughs> to me, I'm just like, hey, can you calm down? So those are kind of like the emotions I'm trying to navigate. And if it's something that you're making headway with, I would appreciate if you send any reading resources or like exercises that you think I should do or that have worked for you. I'm also happy about getting featured, which is so wild for me because I remember I think in 2019, at the beginning of the year. So what I do at the beginning of the year is like set goals for myself. So these like personal goals and then these like career objectives and goals. And I go back. Well, I'm meant to be going back to them every quarter. But sometimes after six months is when I'm like, hiya, are we still on track? <laughs> anyway, so beginning of 2019, which was when I was starting this podcast, I did say that one of the things that I wanted to do or to achieve is to be at the forefront of new media in Africa. Now, at the time I was I was coining the sentence, I didn't even know, <laughs> really understand podcasting or the intricacies of it. But I was just like, me, I, I have a feeling <laughs> that this right here is going to be something full of so much impact for different communities, yes, my country, yes, but also continentally. So as much as I may not understand it, I want to be at the forefront 
of understanding it and then breaking it down such that it serves Africans in multiple powerful ways. And it just hit me that that goal is kind of coming to be because so this week I got featured on Vice, which was so fantastic. It was a piece about African podcasters using storytelling to kind of take back power over our African narrative, which is fantastic. I've put a link to that particular piece in the description of this episode. And then I was also featured on CNN's Inside Africa alongside other African podcasters and different people in the podcasting industry. And again, the piece was talking about just how podcasting is on the rise and is helping us get agency over our voices and our stories. So that was really like, how does that happen in one week? Okay, obviously I had pre-done the interviews. Let me not say it. How does that happen? (laughs) But I remember, actually, I remember even when I received the calls from the respective reporters and journalists for those two pieces. I received those calls on the same day. And it was right after we had published the 100th episode special on YouTube. And then in one day, I get a call from Vice. I get a call from CNN Africa, which was so great. So anyway, there is power in speaking out or writing down whatever your goal is. And at the time when you're writing it, it might seem like this is never going to come to be. It's absolutely wild, but I don't think anything is impossible. Okay, let's jump into the song of the week, which I'm not sure if I've shared this song before, but I'm really feeling it this morning. I feel like it's the mood I'm going into this week with. It's by Jamila Woods, of course. I may have a slight crush on this woman. Slight. (laughs) Not so slight. (laughs) Like mega crush. (laughs) she is her music is just so so good it's so good it's so healing anyway so the song is as i get lost in my crush the song is bubbles and why i'm like this is my mood this week is there's a line that says you can't bust my bubble buster and that's kind of like the mood that i want to go in I'm having a good day energy-wise after a series of really bad days. So I'm just hoping, okay, not hoping. I am saying and stating that nothing is going to bust my bubble this week. And yes, shit may happen, but I'm going to like hold on to this bubble. (laughs) Does that make sense? Anyway, check out the song. I've put a link to it in the description of this episode. Okay, on 100 African Stories, Amos is sharing his story. And honestly, when you listen to the story, you might be like, oh my God, it's made up of so many little pieces. Some of them actually do not get resolved as many things we experience in our lives don't. You know what I mean? Like the things that it just just ends that way. (laughs) No happy ending, no resolution, right? But for me, my takeaway was like, why don't we give kids the space to experience emotions as the normal beings they are? Why don't we meet them where they are? A hundred African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. Okay, I'm Rubut Amos. I come from Transoya County. When I was in Standard 3 and this family of five with a single mother, I had a, a aunt who was in Heldoret and she had a, a son was sick, older than me, but she was sick. And now they had to make some changes so that we have someone to go and help us there. So I have a big brother and me. So the debate starts who is going to Heldoret and who is staying within. So 
we argued and I was like, I don't want to leave my home. To an extent, they say a decision should be made by your grandmother because she's the one who knows you better. And she, in a few days, she came with a, I don't know, it was a silly reason that because you were healthy <laughs> <laughs> and the environment at Eldoret is somehow cold, you is the one to go there, you know. And I was like, no, I'm young. But by the end of the day, I found myself at Eldoret. I transferred the school. Mm-hmm. I went there. And I started schooling in between. It was the second term. So I go to this school where everybody is talking, challenging, you know. And me, I'm from Transoya, everybody is this Kiswahili. So I'm used to Kiswahili. These guys are talking, challenging, even in class. So I'm, hey, how will I survive here? Yeah. I, anyway, I'm a challenging, I adapted. But they were, I was so fr- strange to them to an extent they're like, this guy is a lawyer, but <laughs> he knows some part of Kiswahili. So I, I joined that school, and it was a bit distant, so I had to wake up early and go there. When I was almost the first three months, the son to my aunt passed, and it pained me because she had a lot of stories about me, mm. and she used to tell me, Nikipona, I'll show you your dad. Like, this guy was telling me. So I was eagerly waiting for him to recover so that he can show me something which is, it is hidden to me. I'm in darkness. So she passed and it pained me because it, she went with a, an information that I wanted to get. So when she passed on, my aunt started now behaving weird on me. You no, know? like you want to replace that pain of a son to me. Mm. So weird. I go to school. I come back at lunchtime. I check the kitchen. It is there is no signs of organizing for a meal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I take a cup of water and go back. So it started that way. And now I've realized myself. I'm a bit mature in the brain. Mm-hmm. So I, I, one time I asked her, and, do you really feel like I'm helping you? And she told me, you are, you are helping me before my son passed. But now I don't see your help. But now I stayed when I was in class five. The, the story is going to an extra mile that we are now quarreling. So one of the, the fine days, her husband came home in the evening, and she explained to her how bad I am, and I was listening at the door. I'm getting the story. She's explaining how rude I am, how one time I even wanted to beat her. And these things, to me, is lie. Unfortunately, coincident, in the next two days, my mom came to visit her. So when I saw my mom, I was not able to express myself to mm-hmm. her. I started crying, and she's like, what's not happening here? Mm-hmm. And now my hand is so good to me, mm-hmm. to an extent that even if Kisema, she mistreat me, I'll not be believed mm-hmm. by my mom. So I was not able to express the feeling. My mom stayed for a week, and then she went. I went back to my real life of struggling. If, for example, it is on a Friday, you must woke up early. I take the cows to the kettle dip, back. Then I prepare to go to school. So one of the fine days, I woke up and asked her the same question. Do you feel like I'm helping you? She replied to me, you used to help me. But now, Maisha Niva. Then she directed me to a certain place. I want you to go to that uh, distance. This guy is, uh, was uh, like a tycoon within that place. Mm. He has a lot of money. You know, I want to go to, on a Sunday, you go to Sunday school. Then after Sunday school, I want you to choose one of your friends and go to that kamze, tell him I want uniform. I was like, what are you telling me? To a stranger to ask for uniform. I told her it is not possible to me. 
she uh, she told me no if you are not going there there is no uniform and i'm going to buy uniform for my little kids there too mm-hmm. but for your case you have to go for it there so i was like what does this really mean to me i decided to go because mm-hmm. she sent me i went and tell my aunt i told me you buy me uniform and this comes there look at me to ask me where are you coming from i explained myself first at an extent she captured something about me so uh, that family I, was, I saw a guy hey, why is it we look familiar to me look like nikatu nafanani so the guy we had gone with they told me hey, and that boy in that family look alike with to you uh, what's not happening so i came and start to inquire does it mean that there is a link between me and these people in the middle of the me inquiring and trying to ask one of kamze came to me she, so this mom used to sell brew this local brew so she she came six in the morning and knock at my room so i opened he told me is it ready so you wonder what is it ready so you was inquiring about the previous day there was a brew so you wanted to inquire if the, the for today is ready yeah. i told her i don't know let me wake up my hand she can explain it to you so i went and told my hand there somebody is what you want a cup and i don't know even how to do it so so she chased me away go no it is still hali i can't do it so this comes they told me okay will you allow me we stay i stay here for a while is say then I love to go so see I hope in the room we stay with her so she was telling me the stories I explained my origin to her so next thing she told me do you know that tycoon is your dad <gasps> fuck hey what is it what do you mean she told me I have evidence and even there was a conversation that was going on yesterday in the, the this was there used to stay in a market yeah. and that comes there confessed but now I don't know how will you approach this person so like how will i approach it and this uniform i had requested it is not yet back mm-hmm. i went back alone again uh, i've come to remind you about the uniform so she told me okay how much does it cost i don't i told him i don't know me what i want is uniform and it is a direction from my hand so she told me okay come for it on a friday because of friday was a market day so come for it on a saturday or a friday so i went there she gave me full uniform and i came to ask my aunt do you mean this person who is this person to you say that you can send me to buy for me uniform she didn't tell me the reality so it was on we closed the school i went home for december holiday so i went there and and i want to ask my mom i feel like hey, will i you have the courage mm-hmm. so i went to my show and ask her hey I went there I give her the narrate the story to her I went there how it happened so at work and I tell her no that person who is that I couldn't at that place bought me uniform so she told me are you serious I told her yeah I, I, the current uniform I'm wearing is not from my hand yeah. and my hand has make a call that I have even bought uniform to Amos uh. you know <laughs> so my my show told me okay don't go there again no she warned me don't go there again if your grandfather will know this you are on fire don't go there again so i came back when you i passed you know you see was there they are like they are want to familiarize you with a certain lineage but now they can't tell you in reality so i came so i was not i had no peace because even place to walk is nowhere to me because there's something suspicious to everybody about me so this guy the son to this boy was my friend because we used to go to the same church so at the same time they, we were graduating now for, to go to this older group so we took photos 
with him there's a celebration mm. so i preserved those photos i didn't want even my hand to see them mm. i preserved them i went with them to my church i went back to holiday mm. i asked myself hey don't you see these two people with you mm. according to you so she told me you know what to fanana mm. so me i can't tell you is you but what to fanana na ni even don't mesema so you go ahead with your life so nobody is willing to tell me fact about this family and me so this guy get attracted no wonder she was young to me but she was so close to me she can even come to my hand we play the end of the day she go there so at times tell me you know i my dad gave me this money let go to the market we we can even go and buy the same t-shirt but money is not mine so i i i, I stay there when i was joining class 7 i told my hand to hell with this place i'm not staying here again i want to go back to kitale so she told me it's okay and no will you t- will take you there tell me at class 7 you think i don't know how to go to kitale i just prepared myself she told me okay which fair will you use i told her okay hey, if it is all about fair i'll call home and that time there was a one phone within the village <laughs> that you can use to assess even herself she had no phone so i go to that comes there and told him I want to call home and I don't have even the number so you never knew even this you need to have a number so that you can call to your place she told me go and bring your home number mm-hmm. so I came and searched from my hand things mm-hmm. secretly but I didn't manage to get one so one of the fine days at 5 a.m. I woke up packed my things and started the journey trying like I will foot will I make it so I went on my way I don't know got everything I there was a, something like a stone So nikagonga mm. only to find it was 300 shillings in mefinywa kwa jiwe mm. I like is it serious so i didn't even imagine like nataka want to pick the money no hapana is somebody <laughs> around or what so i ended up picking the money and go so i went to the bus station i asked how much to kitale no i i know to to kitale and i don't know even the state to my direction to home they told me it is 150 that time i entered the, the these nissans went home and it is the middle of the term again my academics totally zero i am not even concentrating on books the life within where i am is not conducive so i went home i explained to my mom i didn't even she didn't even how i agreed there but i explained to her she was so harsh to me but by the end of the day because i'm a son she had to accept me back home so she told me okay prepare on monday we'll go again i go back to the previous school i was so i joined the at that class 7 so this i found my friends had matured guys know even how to read you know they read smooth composition me um, they are coping gazette you know because mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like demoralized so you it's about this schooling we like catch up with these people because we used to be together but because i have never stabilized my academics for me it was a bit challenging but i had a teacher who was a kiswahili teacher she used to see me as the potential she called me okay give me a story book i go i read i make my whole notes from the story book and then i take them to her then she makes some correction by the time i was go- i was supposed to join class 8 my mom told me because you have not catch up you need to repeat standard mm-hmm. 7 and at that time i'm in position 12 out of almost 90 like mm-hmm. how should i repeat mm-hmm. but i ended up repeating i repeated standard 7 and catch up By the time I was doing my cla- the shift for class 8 I was position 2. Mm. So I went to class 8. So the life of class 8 I relaxed because now I'm now a genius in the class. So <laughs> nobody tells me anything. Me I go I argue with the teacher especially science we argue to an extent like if she, that teacher feel like this boy is want to 
make me demoralize. So it's rich a time she used to come to class tell me, okay, you know, I know you know these things, you can excuse us. I teach the rest. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to excuse the science class. I, one of the fine days I go to the headmaster and tell him, okay, I have not been attending science classes for the last two weeks. And only because I ask questions. Mm. So is it a crime? So he called the teacher, the teacher told him, you know, this guy disturbed the whole lesson. There's no learning going on. It's all about question and question. Then the teacher said, okay, do this. You'll be going to that class. And what I want you to do is to maintain silence. So I'm in that class. I have questions. But now because of the conditions, I can't ask. I ended up, I had a crew. So I ended up inciting my crew. I'm the youngest one, but I have a crew of big boys. You want to teach this teacher a lesson. So we planned. She used to stay with teacher's quarters. So we planned well on how to teach him a lesson. So he, he was a drunkard, and this teacher had a, a, a septic wound. Even at Kikuja class, there was some sort of smell. So he, he knew this guy is a drunkard, and she take this cheap alcohol. So he say, we will go home, we dress up, and then we come back to wait for him. Unfortunately, we went, we planned well, we came back, we waited him near the gate, entrance to the school. So he's coming back. So within a few minutes, he's there coming, staggering. We teach the teacher a lesson with Uri too, but unfortunately, she captured one of us. So you beat him? Yeah, we beat him thoroughly. <laughs> He's serious. So, but, the, and that time we have worn these Marvins, there was some... It, there was this Marvin of Manchester, so everybody has a Marvin. So when we were beating the teacher, one of our friends disclosed himself. So she, he realized. So this teacher was not fully drunk. So the following day we came to school, very smooth. There we are relaxing. You, are, you know, We have stories getting like, hey, we are there, six of us seated. So this teacher came and called one of us. I saw you somewhere, you know, want to interrogate. Yeah. Oh, we don't know, we are not us. We, but even we are so far from this place. Mm-hmm. So when we are out of school, it is out of school mm-hmm. until the other day. So this teacher tried to investigate from within us. He didn't get the story. So uh, with our stupid mind, we leak out the story to some of the students that he deserves to teach this teacher this lesson. So we do not take Almost class eight, second term, we were suspended this six of us, because of teaching the, this teacher a lesson. So we went home, no classes. So we used to form our own discussion. So they know me, I'm the crew, the head of the crew. I know him almost everything. So we can come and hold a discussion in a certain room. We discuss mostly, so something like Swahili and English. <laughs> so we used to discuss mathematics, science, social studies, until the time, almost, so it was two days to, to, to rehearsal. So and we forced until we were supposed to attend this party. It is end, end party before you do the exam. So we paid the money without even the teacher knowing through the other students, and we attended it. So and we were after attending the party, for my case, I went home. The others went to continue to drink. So the, we were started to be bad boys. So the early morning, it was on a Friday, one of my group, I get a report that this guy has been hospitalized. Reason, she overdrink. And on the Tuesday, we have an exam. On Saturday, this guy passed on. So we are there disturbed. We are the one to give out statements because we are the group. We are the one to write this statement. So the parent to this guy was a policeman. So he was so harsh to us. So we were, we were taken to the police custody on Saturday evening. So we write statement. 
advantages for my case I had gone to pick a book from my friend from the nearby primary school because we were supposed to return school books so that what made me to yeah. to be out but so by the end of the day this this comes this boy had had a phone a LG phone so she's he sold the phone and that's the money she he used to drink mm. so these guys also had something to defend themselves so they were released we did our exam with that disturbed mind the whole group everybody saying i had nightmares yesterday to, when we were with Cleophas. this one say i was this one and we were doing exam so we did it like nothing no one no one even is a kcp exam by the end of the day i managed to pass i had 340 the only one and the second one in the whole class so these other guys did not make it we hand our exam on a on it was on a thursday mm-hmm. and then we went for a burial for this guy so they say the class uh, class met to start the, the this funika so we were like who will do it who will be able to pick this pad and start throwing this everybody is in pain i came out as one of them and did it almost five times and then i handed over it because they wanted us to do it because they are telling us it's a religion something like that it will help you not this thing to follow you because if they was your friend and you, maybe you abandon him this his spirit will follow you so at least one of you to come out to this crowd and to confess that we were with him but it is because he over he over drink that's why he died so these other guys were whole surprised and they were not willing to go so i went i was given a microphone first to confess i confessed in front of them and then we did it and then after there the results were out i have made it among the group so these guys came and told okay so you have make it you are going to a good school what about us we are still friends so i told them no what you have you love to pick up yourself from there and try your best mm-hmm. but by the end of the day none of them was interested to join even high school i convinced one of one to join a local high school within the rest the two the rest two did not even bother because mm-hmm. they were almost losing hope with life so i ended up joining an extra county high school so when i was there life was quite different with what i was going through here because it is more strict there is no freedom you are there fast fresh you, you don't know what where to start now these guys always believe if you join kapenguria boys and you fail to pass you are so stupid so i have joined there everybody in the village know that amos is in kapenguria boys so is a point of reference within the community so when i was in high school the life was so tough because we even used to believe that trees have ears like you can you can even talk something there thinking nobody is listening but by the end of the day the administration have the information so in our school we had these guys spies in a class we have at least three to four spies so you talk your nonsense there by the end of the day you have been open a file for you for disciplinary so when i was in form 3 i was expelled again because of just i vied for a position captain position and in the process of campaign so you know this this tribalism came in so being a kalenjin and these other guys from you know so they kalenjin were many so they saw like i will win because of this tribalism so i was expelled when i was in form 3 how and i stay at home loose up with this life like so if i have out of kapenguria boys which school will i join again no because the life of kapenguria boys was the one that was supposed to shape me to be who i am now So in the process I was we were expelled almost seven of us. I stayed at home for three months. So in that school we had something called Mbwe. So Mbwe is this is a pass mark. Every class 
you for before you go to a next class there is that cut off point so the deputy was a kisi so one of the fine days i dressed up and went to school with a, not in uniform but i had a trouser for uniform and inside i have a, i had a shirt but now i have a jumper mm-hmm. and i already been expelled i go there and explain to him the situation i'm going through i've not been able to get another school and it is study term i'm supposed to join form 4 so i have no any other way to go so the only option is i was thinking if i go this guy is so he was so strict but sometimes he, his mind can revisit information and because i was smooth in class at least i saw if i go alone she, he can consider me so i went there i found him she, he was busy i knocked told me come in I said down hey, Amos you are back to our school so he told you we'll call you and you know be told you will be called is like you're being told just forget coming back we have not called you have you received any call from us I told him no what has brought you to this school I told him no that I've been going through is what I've made me to come so I want you to to discontinue me alone not as a group after telling you what I was going through so that if you get Well, the message and discontinue me still i'll be satisfied so explain to him how the politics were what was going they were competing with these guys from sudanese we used to have sudanese in our school they used to be have to be so innocent even if you go to disciplinary with a sudanese student you'll have to go home but he'll remain because they used to be so innocent so i explained the story to the deputy he told me okay do this do you have your uniform right now i told him yeah where so i removed my jumper i wore the shirt a sweater was in a bag but now i don't have other things like the boxes i take them home so okay go back to class i'll call your parent to bring your things and in three days time there was an exam for form 4 and this now is so strict because you're going to form 4 and you are almost 300 students so like where will i start i've never catch book a lot of in life this this where will catch me now so like i love to fake this story So I used to make sure if I been given two papers when the teacher is distributing papers so I check for on the strictness of the teacher those madams look sure 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 I pick two copies and retain one within me so I write what I have if I see I have no anything to write I don't submit that paper so in the next few days they love to call for people they used to open a grace period of 20 minutes you come you bring if you had missing mark or you have a complaint so i retrieve a, a biology paper because i was smart in biology i knew it's only because i've not been in class i retrieve a biology paper a cre paper and an history paper and mathematics paper one i didn't submit them four papers so when i retrieve the papers i go and do it later in the middle of the night myself i do it i make sure i am scoring almost 70 and then i go and to my boys they mark it for me the same this teacher used to mark it they give me marks and then i When the the grace period of 20 minutes is being open I'm the first one in the line missing mark 70 I get the record until I make it I had a B stand to form 4 but with fake results but it was not my intention because I had to survive <laughs> I had to survive to go to this form 4 because I repeat standard 7 have had challenges I passed in class 8 but now here this where will you know there is no there is no sympathy because at that time you are 400 and at the same time they want repeaters almost 100 to come and boost this class so they must cut off at least 150 students so that this place to be taken by repeaters with a b minus or b stand okay 
what taught me uh, during this situation when I lost my friend is this life you start as a group but by the end of the day you have to stand by yourself and whatever you do as a group don't imagine that's the end of everything reality comes when you are alone catch more african stories in the next episode of legally clueless i hope you enjoyed that story by amos there was moments of humor especially around the bit when they were teaching their teacher a lesson i know of people who have done that i was never part and parcel of that <laughs> promise but i know people who did that but there were also so many key heavy things that he was experiencing at such a young age so many pockets of possibly traumatic experiences right and again my takeaway from his story was just like we don't really let kids be kids we don't help them navigate certain emotional experiences they're going through we just want them to suck it up and focus on their books like which is so strange. And it actually even reminds me of, because was it yesterday? Day before yesterday, I went hang out with my niece who she may not know it yet, but she's my best friend. She's such a cool human being at only, what, just over eight months. She's so funny and she's laughing a lot more and she's just so headstrong and... Uh, Anyway, I went to hang out with her and my sisters and then we were talking about earrings and a lot of people like pierce their toddlers or babies ears when they're really, really young, like when they don't even know what's happening, right? And it's always been said that you do that now when, I don't know, they wouldn't know the pain or <laughs> there's a reason for it, right? I guess. And my sister, so we were like, oh, are you going to pierce her ears? And my sister, my niece's mom says no i'll wait for when she's old enough let her be the one to decide like if she wants earrings or or not let that be her decision and i was like that is so interesting because most of the times parents or the adults in kids lives we just run things like a dictatorship right where there's like little to no input from the kid what they want there's no waiting for them to get to an age where they can decide for themselves and I really don't know what type of adult you're grooming or human you're grooming if you run things that way. But those those are my thoughts. I hope you enjoyed the story. Remember, you can also share your story on this podcast. All you have to do is record a one-minute story demo and send that to the Legally Clueless hotline via WhatsApp. And the hotline is plus 254-768-628-790. And it's also the hotline where you can, if you hear something on the podcast that you relate with, send me an audio note about it. My name is Ken. I really just wanted to say that it's an amazing platform because most of the issues, you know, being talked about the show, especially the last two episodes, are things that I have battled. The depression part I, is something that I really do relate with. Um, I've been depressed to the point of I became an insomniac. I had no support system. Um, at least now I do have some sort of support system. If someone is out there, please, there are resources available and it doesn't hurt to ask for help. So Adele, keep doing whatever you're doing. It's it's really encouraging stuff. Thank you so much, Ken, for sending through that message. I really appreciate that you listen to the podcast. And I'm so happy that you now have a support system. I think that's something I repeat maybe on this podcast. I know for sure I've said it in interviews that, hey, the things 
that I have overcome, it's only because I have such a quality top tier <laughs> support system. There are very few individuals who consist or like make up the support system, but they're a. I don't know where I would be without them. I really don't know where I'd be without them. So I'm so glad that you found that because it's so important. I also want to remind you that this podcast plays on Trace Radio in Kenya every Monday and Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. and Friday at 12 noon. So to get a list of all the frequencies so you can tune in the old school way <laughs> if you're in Kenya, head over to traceradio.co.ke. That's also the space where you can stream the radio station. All right. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, April 9th, which is Friday, we launched the Legally Clueless video series. So in the link, hey, in the link, in the description of this episode, there's a link to the YouTube page and the Instagram page. Episode one goes live on Friday. I am so nervous, but I'm also so excited. It means the podcast is growing. And yeah, I can't wait for you to check out what we've done. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.